Hey friends, you're listening to Go Home Baba, You're Drunk, an irreverent media podcast. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change, it's a podcast about seeking moral high ground, and it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, and if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. where we grab our Bibles and decide to take a look at them and uh, see if there's anything good, bad, indifferent in the Bible, because that's what we were told was the truth. (laughs) It's it's the holy word of God, you guys. Um, What does that even mean? (laughs) And if you don't get it, it's your fault. It's your fault. Okay. Anyway. Hi, I'm Tori and I get a little bit, um, the Bible makes you feel a little nuts. And that is why we decided to start this podcast. I'm just going to be honest. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I have a co-host who is, uh, right here, actually. Nice. Yes. (laughs) I am present. (laughs) Uh, my name is Justin. I, um, the co-host of this show. I am also a former seminarian, uh, pastor. I worked in ministry for over 10 years and then uh, slowly over time uh, decided that I wasn't going to be able to fix the church. Um, oh, so you know, you know I tried. What? You, sh- you should you should you should be kind to yourself. Many people have tried. Many have tried. I was going to be the one that did it. And See nope. the thing is, it's like the the one guy that that did it for real was, you know, raging anti semite. So true, true. If you try to Let's reform not the go church, down that path. <laughs> yes. you might be an anti semite. <laughs> <laughs> so oh no, this is awful. Well, well, here's the thing. Like I like so Martin Luther. Obviously, he did had significant historical impact. And I think maybe you and I might have talked about this on Twitter or something before. I just think he should have died 10 years earlier than he did. Mm. Because he was, Mm -hmm. I mean, he was a, he was a German theologian in like what the 1500s. So he was a little bit anti-Semitic because everyone was. The baseline was very different. But yeah, baseline anti-Semitic. But his like last 10 years were real rough. Real bad, yeah. You know, because that's when he got into his whole like, you know, I reformed the church for the Jews and now they're not joining. Oh my God. So oh my God. we should oh kill them God. all, essentially, is kind of this is like you know, you know what's so weird? But who is who what which New Testament author was like all pissed about the Jews being not listening to him? Probably Paul. Probably yeah. Paul. So, or, you know, from that perspective, or, it makes some sense. It does make some sense. Like, and there's a lot of, you know, latent anti-Semitism baked into 
Christian writings generally. But why I just, will the Jews not become Christians, you guys? Why don't yeah, you get it? Because they have their own rich tradition. They don't need Turner Burn, baby. <laughs> Turner Burn. But so I just I think I think historically, if he would have died 10 years earlier, the world might be a better place. The world it would be a better place. You know, mm-hmm. like I think mm-hmm. it would, uh, you know, the Nazis would they would have found somebody to speak for them. But I agree. It wouldn't have been Martin Luther. Fair. Very fair. Yeah. Anyway, that's real. Total tangent freebie. <laughs> not what we were going to talk about today. <laughs> but um, oh, man, it's yeah. still it's still good to discuss. Anytime we get to shit on Martin Luther, I'm here for it. Not gonna lie. Yeah, Like he used his modern day Twitter, which was the church door. I just posted 95 <laughs> questions. Um, and well, he's know, shit posting. He's shit. He did. He literally shit posted and it changed the world. So anyone that so gets on to memes, us, that's what memes do. Yeah. Anyone that gets on to us for shit posting, we should just point to Martin Luther and be like, look, bro, that, that dude shit posted and look what it did. Yeah. So maybe this is the way you change the world, Dustin. I mean, the church. Maybe this the, is the way we change the church. The church. Yeah. Can we just, we just, this podcast right here. Um, <laughs> you never know. Stranger you never know. Things have happened. That is true. That is very true. Um, have you seen this timeline? Okay. What are we talking about today? Yeah. This timeline is wild. So any, anything could happen, folks. Anything goes. Um, I'm also, I also just realized that I have finished one entire beer. Um, and we have not yet gotten started. Not since the podcast started. That would be an amazing feat, but just in, Oh, very in recent, general in recent history i have finished a beer um so um <laughs> this is a problem yeah oh my god okay um, sorry never mind never no. mind we gotta keep it moving. we're gonna keep it moving so um this week um in deconstruction land evangelicalism land and we're actually we'll be a little bit late to the party on this one but i think it's good because we get to capture not just the initial thing but the reactions and then the counter reactions uh to this post about the four reasons people leave the church i don't even know what it was called i don't care was to this, know this what... was on gospel coalition yeah yeah this is the gospel coalition the other one? this was the gospel coalition article that's like these are the four reasons people leave and it was i made all of them up in my head yeah like you know the the street cred one was the best one that was the one that i was like come on like dude hell yeah you're Street pho- cred. well it, it very much felt like this guy is phoning this article in for right for street cred and clicks <laughs> yes and it was straight clickbait it really was it, it was a listicle yeah. like come on yeah it was barely a listicle and he later on blamed it on the editor he said you know it was a three thousand word article and then cut the editor down. cut it down you know and i'm like well then, then post it somewhere else. If if there is vital information in this article that's gonna just like basically make it so much better, out. Uh-huh. your editor took it out. Like that's a bad editor for one, or the editor yep. just wanted clickbait listicles, that's which fair. like which click, never clickbait's know. fine, but this is obviously a very sensitive topic yeah. for all of us. Like why we left the church, why we basically switched our entire identities. Um, and ways of being Mm -hmm. is is kind of a big thing i did it for the street cred yeah that's what i'll say yeah all of the the other things even said 
Um, so it was, you know, a wanting well, to sin. It was church hurt, which I hate which that is term. Which not valid. Uh-huh. I hate that term because I've had it said to me like, oh, it seems like you got some church hurt there, Justin. Like, it's like almost like it's this very trite thing. Like, well, the church hurt you. Like, well, the church did hurt me a lot, but also the church systematically abuses people and then covers it up. Like that's, right. you can't, you can't just like sweep that under the rug as like, well, that wasn't a real church or whatever. Um, uh-huh. and so there was that one. There was, um, well, they wanted to sin. You just wanted to sin. Um, you know, which p- people sin in the church, like a lot. Right. So all the time, actually, like, have you yeah. seen those stats on pastors and porn? Yeah, I have people heard. Sin in the church. Yeah, people sin in the church. I don't know we'll how just, real those are. I really we'll, don't know anything about pastors and porn. It's just a thing that they made a thing like in the 90s, yeah. I feel like, like the whole promise keepers, whatever. And then all of a sudden there's these stats of like 95% of pastors are watching porn on their work computer. Yeah, or there was, um, yeah, there was some like, you know, when there's a pastor's conference in town, the like porn oh. in the hotel rooms increases or something. Oh, I, don't know. I thought you were I thought you were gonna say something about sex workers. Oh probably I'm pretty sure that one's too. <laughs> when promise keepers comes to town, sex trafficking. It's a, it's a big weekend for it's a big weekend for sex workers. Oh god. You know, everybody has to pay their bills. Listen. Hey, yeah. No sure. hate. Um I mean but, I do hate the white evangelical men who are yeah. raging hypocrites but that's well that's separate. the association of sex workers and sex trafficking and all of that is is odd as well as and yeah anyway confla- well they conflate the two anyway yes yeah if i wanted to sin i wouldn't leave the church to do so all this to say um and then it's yeah bad bad teaching was another one like oh you know the church bad teaching which like, that's fine, but I think also someone pointed out on Twitter, like, I think some people leave just due to intellectual honesty, which I think the yeah. writer of this article would have said is bad. You know, that was, oh, you just got bad teaching. But um, I think some of us, like, I went to a, not the most prestigious seminary, but I went to an academically rigorous seminary. I got my degree. I was in it for well over a decade and an entire lifetime before that. Right. Like I was pretty well versed in the teachings of the church. <laughs> um, it's so, you know, Justin, you know, were you really an evangelical? <clears throat> you know, I obviously not. Obviously, I wasn't a true Christian trademark. Because um, <laughs> if I was, I wouldn't be on this podcast. Um, oh my gosh. But then he like, he doesn't like, he doesn't like double or even triple down on it. Like he gets mm. all this valid pushback and he's like, here's why none of that matters. Yeah. And then he does like this multi-point, literally he tweets an outline from like a Google doc or something and is just like, okay, well, um, he's like, all these people said that I didn't talk to anyone who's actually deconstructed. And he's like, I did. I've talked to dozens or hundreds of them. And I'm like, and you didn't listen because you don't believe them because you have unilaterally decided that their experiences don't matter. Yeah. So sure, you've had conversations, right? Like words were exchanged. Yeah, and it just, it seems like there's so many buzzwords though. Like, you know, this wasn't written from the ivory tower. This was the trenches of ministry. Like the trenches of ministry having been in them are super insulated from the real world. 
Like, uh-huh. sorry, sorry, honey. Like, try again. <laughs> um, I, I think the one that got me the most was, you know, th- you know, there were people that had critiques that like this is a defense of the evangelical church, you know, and he's like, the, you know, and then he of course reduced that to, you know, you're defending the evangelical industrial complex, which you know I think. Anyone that defends evangelical churches today, I think, should have to answer for the fact that evangelical churches yeah. have perpetuated a lot of abuse and a lot of, you know, I think it's a valid critique. But he says, well, you know, I'm not defending evangelical churches. I'm a big C church person, you know, the big universal church moving towards Jesus. And like that, that sounds great. And maybe to the evangelical gospel coalition crowd that's like, yeah, he's rooting for the big C church. But I, it's such a bullshit argument because it, it allows you then to be like, well, you were hurt by the church. Well, that was the little C church that hurt you, not the big mm-hmm. C church. Um, and if you would have just been a part of a big C church, um, then maybe, maybe none of this would have happened to you or you wouldn't have deconstructed or whatever. They're just, there's so many straw men that mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. continue to put up and refuse to listen to what we're actually saying. Um, right. and it's, it, it's one of those things I want to ignore them and maybe I should, but it's also just so infuriating that they continue to get it so wrong and, and continue to get street cred and clout for it. Like, like the criticism, the word just out this for street cred. It's like, you're, you all are, have your own like version of street cred and, right. and yeah. writing, a bad take on deconstruction now gets you a lot of crowd a lot yeah yeah Yeah. i know that's like they're they're really they're really on the hunt for zingers and that's kind of it at this point like oh i got them now so the one one thing that stood out to me is just like the absolute refusal to take any kind of responsibility right Mm -hmm. and i thought that that was really interesting um one because like like we talked about last week um with evangelicalism and and like this hyper individualism that is kind of inherent in in that particular theology um there's a lot of talk about individual like accountability responsibility uh for certain people right um collective responsibility doesn't exist right and holding for for whatever they, they don't come out and say this but Holding people in leadership accountable for harm that they caused also is not a thing that needs to happen, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, so the yeah, that means that the only person who is left to take the blame for, you know, this relationship falling apart, if that's how you want to view it, um, people walking away from Christ. It's like, well, it can't be us. Mm-hmm. We're the big C church. Yeah. So it must be you. Yeah. And, you know, I think that there's, there's some validity to the fact that like, you know, it, it can be really hard to stay in church. Like you do honestly have to cut parts of yourself off to stay in that space. Um, but also like we did that for 30 years, very successfully. Why, mm-hmm. like, why is it all of a sudden that now? It's like, oh, I'm not capable of doing this anymore. I'm like, I, I was doing it. I was doing the thing. Mm-hmm. 
this is so bizarre. Like just the argument, the argument is just, it's so, yeah, it's so detached from reality that I, I find it almost comical, frankly. I mean, I know Mm -hmm. like there, there is absolutely like an upsetting piece to it, but once again, like they manufacture their own version of reality and Mm -hmm. that is where they get these, these lists they've made up in their heads. Yeah. If you're making up the rules of the game, you're making up the game for one and you're making Mm -hmm. up the rules for the game. And anytime you lose, even and we can beat you at your own game and then you'll just make up a new rule that says, nope, we actually won. Mm -hmm. At a certain point. Yeah, it does stray into the absurd. Um, I think that's why I continue to watch sometimes. It's like, what bullshit are they going to spout next? Like it's. Yeah, no, that's fair. It's an interesting, almost like a train wreck of like, how, like, wow, you're, you're, you'll, you'll do anything but repent. Mm-hmm. Like anything, yeah. you know, like, and yep. it, it, yeah, it strays into the absurd. Mm. Anything except to go, you know what? We messed up. We have dropped the ball on, in our arrogance and our whatever, in our inability to listen in our covering up for sexual abuse and Mm -hmm. even and here's the thing like even as a pastor like even though I didn't do it personally right you better be sure that when I heard about it happening I was going through every damn practice I had in my ministry to figure out how can I make sure that I'm not covering for an abuser yeah like like that I mean and that's taking personal responsibility honestly right like and I had um you know, especially when I was a youth pastor, I had so many people, God, it was disgusting that would come to me and, you know, they would have a cousin or a nephew or whatever, who's needs to be in rehab. That's like, Hey, you know, I think it'd be really good for them if they could volunteer in the youth ministry. And I'm like, absolutely not. I will not let your like rehab project around children. Like, and this was multiple churches. Like, yeah, I would have, you know, just random people come up to me like, Hey, you know, so-and-so they really like their time in the youth group. And now they're like 25 and they can't get their shit together. And, you know, they, you know, we're in jail for a little bit or, you know, they make up some stop story. And like, you know, I think if you just hung out with them and let them volunteer in the youth ministry, like, you know, I think that would really help them out. I'm like, absolutely not. I will not let potential abusers around children like mm-hmm. i don't care if they can pass a background check like they right. also have to pass an interview with me and i will say no so <laughs> like um and th- yeah this was it was very common so I'm like if it was common for me individually it could have just been me but i can't imagine that it's just me um yeah but there are so many people that view like if we just let people be in ministry it'll somehow rehabilitate them um <sighs> And it oh perpetuates God. abuse. And that's just like one small it microcosm does. of this. Um, yep. And, you know, seeing the amount of abuse done, I could go story after story after story of, mm-hmm. you know, best practices that were ignored or people that were put into power that never should have been or, mm. you know, vulnerable people put in situations they never should have been, even if it didn't yeah. at that time stray into actual abuse. Right. Like the fact that we that the church just kind of lets it slide because somehow God's going to work it out. 
um, or, oh you know, gosh. we're part of the big C church. So, you know, God's going to make it okay. And it's like, that's no, sorry, sorry. That's just not going to happen. Um, and I, and I was, I was criticized for that to, you know, yeah. like, like, Oh, you know, if you don't let this young man serve, like he can serve somewhere else. He can clean bathrooms. We need someone to mm-hmm. clean the bathrooms. Yeah. Like you can start there. Make oh, meals. he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to do that. He wants to sniff around teenage girls. Sorry. That's not going to happen. You know, I don't know. That's so weird. Like it, it's, it's wild to me. Like this is a whole, this is a whole other episode, but just like, yeah, the refusal to like protect children in those spaces is mm-hmm. like the insistence on exposing children to harmful people yeah. is mind boggling. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. But uh, yeah, anyway, I definitely left for the clout, for yeah. the clicks. That's for all the clout. Doing it for the gram. You know, yeah. Like, and obviously we do have patrons and we do have ad revenue, but this is, we are not, we're not wealthy or okay. paying like, our bills we, with all the clout we, we get from this podcast or from making fun of evangelicals, like <laughs> you are you saying that you don't feed your children with exposure, Justin? No, I don't. Nope, I have a day job for sure. <laughs> oh man, you gotta work. God damn it. Yeah. Oh well. It, you know that's that's the thing. Like this, and it was corny. That was yeah. corny. Yeah, it's yeah. It's saying like we do it for the street cred, like doubt is cool. Like, come on. Like, what are you talking about? In what way? Yeah. But then also we have to, I think that it, it is important to point out once again, and I know I harp on this all the time, but they do not understand that they have, they do not understand the power that they do have. Like they refuse to acknowledge that because they're being persecuted. Mm-hmm. Right. So their whole persecution fetish, like keeps them from acknowledging that they actually do have a massive amount of, I mean, some of them. Yeah. I don't know. So, um, I think all of us probably need a drink at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so Hooray. I think we're gonna we're gonna let you do that. You get to listen to some ads while you make yourself a drink, and we'll get back with the drinking game for sure. You know, I, I, it will continue to talk about this, I'm sure, because there'll be continue to be terrible takes about deconstruction. Um, and I I just want to encourage everyone to not listen to these, like to laugh at them Fair. as we have yes. over the last yes. ten or fifteen minutes, because it just I it feels important. like they are such. They're so out of touch and it, it is They're a, bad faith and it's right? very bad like, faith. Yeah. And I think that like the best way to disempower, to take people's power away when they try to tell you, like try to dictate the terms of your reality to you is to just make fun of them. Yeah. And so that is, that is our ministry and we will continue to do so. It is hooray. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to take a little break and uh, we'll be back in a moment. Thanks. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change. It's a podcast about seeking moral high ground. And it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, And if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. And we're back. 
So thank you very much for listening to those ads, pouring yourself a drink, um, or if you're not into drinking, uh, you know, do, doing a push up, doing an errand, listening to an ad, maybe buying something that you desperately needed. Um, that might have happened. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That's Could have fair. happened. But uh, before we get into our drinking game and our Bible story for today, uh, we did have a patron, uh, a new youth pastor to bring into the fold. Um, this is Heidi. So Heidi, thank you very much for your support. Yay. And um, as most of you know, if you've listened for a while, if you pledge at the youth pastor tier or above, you get a life verse uh, that, um, that we will give to you on the show. And so Tori is going to flip through the Bible. And she is going to give Heidi her life first that she will have forever, for eternity even. And it will be hers because that's how the Bible works. Um, I just want a like, point of order as I'm okay. flipping through the Bible that I did find. I'm very proud of myself. For anybody who's been listening, I think I lost my Bible somewhere around Samson. <laughs> I finally <laughs> found it again. <laughs> um, it's, it's not me. It's the Lord, Justin. Yeah. Okay. It is I don't have, I have, I have nothing to do with this. So, okay. okay. Where are we at? Uh, Matthew 18, seven. Okay. Heidi, woe to the world for temptations to, for temptations to sin. Oh my gosh. I feel called out already by this verse because <laughs> street cred. Um, <laughs> okay. Sorry. Woe to the world for temptations to sin for it is necessary that temptations come. But woe to the one by whom the temptation comes. Heidi, this is your life verse. It's from the Lord. Yes. Woe Inspired by the, the Holy Spirit. Woe to the one. Mm -hmm. should, be our, should be our hashtag for this episode. Oh, woe, woe to the one. <laughs> Heidi, thank you so much. You're amazing. Yeah, yeah. Heidi, thanks so much. Um, so uh, for today's drinking game, we the... The story that we're going to talk about is um, mostly Genesis 2, a little bit into Genesis 3. We're just going to, I guess we're going to start in Genesis 2. And we're and just going to see where it takes us. We're going to see where it takes us um, because we want to talk about dad. Um, or I mean, I should dad. <laughs> we're going to talk about God and how God is sometimes a bad dad. And anytime that God acts like a bad dad, uh, you go ahead and take a drink. Yep. We'll see if you're able to finish this podcast <laughs> in one sitting. Uh, and if you're not a drinker, honestly, you're still going to feel baddie by the end. Yeah. Guarantee it. Or your so, money back. <laughs> <laughs> money back guarantee. This episode is going to be difficult. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't understand. See, this is and this is what I was saying with that article by Dude Bro. I'm like, no, the reason. The reason that I left is because God is a bad dad, mm -hmm. like objectively, like you need to stop painting him as a father figure mm -hmm. because he is atrocious. Bringing us up. So this is going to be Genesis chapter two. And we're going to, this is going to be super gloss over. We're not going to, we're just going to kind of talk a little bit. Verse by verse, in-depth Bible study in <laughs> the original Hebrew. I don't know, Justin, where you have been, but you probably oh, okay. weren't at the meeting. When okay. you're, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so um so we're going to start in uh, chapter two probably around verse four this is the kind of second creation account creation story yeah um so the first creation story is very super trippy it's like the elohim there's like multiple maybe it's maybe you know god's referring to themselves as an us 
or a mm-hmm. they, a they them mm-hmm. situation. For um, sure. And yeah, absolutely. Um, and everything is created in seven days in this very specific order. Uh, and then we get to chapter two and then it's, and then, you know, in verse four, then the Lord God or Yahweh God. So it's a very like personal uh, God. Uh, so it's, it's a different a very, God name. It's a different God name going by a different. It's the same guy. Yeah. Going by a different handle. Um, <laughs> some little catfishing situation going on. Um, so... I mean, as absentee fathers are wont to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, sorry. So this is awful. But the crazy thing is, is, so we have in this Genesis one, it's like all the plants are made on like day three or whatever. Yeah, whatever. And but then it's, you know, very clear. There's no shrubs, which is like wild plants and there's no fields. You know, there's no cultivated fields because uh, the Lord did not cause it to rain on the earth. There's, there's n- no and, nothing. And there was no man to cultivate the ground because apparently you need a man to cultivate the ground. But this also was not, this wasn't, this wasn't actually a requirement though, because no. like in Eden, it wasn't. No. Right. Like they just right. had all their things taken care of for them. Yeah. So, so there's no shrubs, there's no plants, there's no nothing. And then God forms one guy, not many guys, just one guy out of the dirt and he became a living being. And then God made an orchard or a garden or whatever you want to call it in Eden and he put the man in there and also you know there's a lot of fruit and stuff in there and then there was also a tree of life and a tree of the knowledge of good and evil so two different trees magic trees if you will um which they don't go into nearly enough detail right I mean this is because this is like this changes the history of humanity if you Mm -hmm. were taking this literally and there's no detail given at all it's just tree of life tree of the knowledge of good and evil and I think for a good chunk of evangelicals, they're the same tree. Um, oh, God. Even though <laughs> That's they're... such a good point. Like, yeah, I mean, it's like, it was kind of presented to me like there was this one tree in the middle of the garden. It's like, no, there's like, there's two trees that we're talking about very specifically. Anyway, um, and I could go into all the weird stuff about where it's located. If you can read that on your own. Sorry. Mesopotamia, um, moving on. Yeah. Um, so the Tigris a, River. Yeah. So you can eat any tree but if you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you will surely die um dun 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 Chekhov's which gun is, which is really interesting because like adam just like climbed out of the dirt right like mm-hmm. he doesn't yeah. know what death is no there has been no death like that's a concept he would not have been able to understand or comprehend given this like given the Garden of Eden and and the traits mm-hmm. that are described here, this is this is a worthless piece of information. Yeah, right? my my kids are like five and eight, and they barely understand death. So right. So someone fresh out of the dirt <laughs> is yes. not going to understand. But whatever, whatever, um, it's fine. Yeah, it's whatever. You know, it's only only the fate of humanity at stake. What could go wrong? Um, Nothing, as we clearly see. So then, so God that made this man alone says, well, it's not good for this man to be alone. I'll make a companion. It's actually, I like this translation. This is the New English translation. I'm going to make a companion for him that corresponds to him. Um, As opposed to the animals in the garden. Yeah. 
where Adam couldn't find anyone's bits that fit. Yeah. Um, yeah. As our good friend of the pod, Noam the Barbarian said, you know, it's possible that um, Adam tried all the animals and all the ways that you can try an animal. Which um, are many. Which are many and did not find what he was looking for. Um, so, yeah. So here's the funny thing, like in the verse, in the actual scripture, it says it's not good for man to be alone. I will make someone who corresponds to him. Then God formed out of the ground every living animal of the field and every bird. So there's no animals. What even. is happening here? So like, I'm going to make someone that corresponds to this human person I've just made. Here's and, a unicorn. Yeah. Here's a horse. Here's a dog. Here's a bunch of bugs. Do any of them it's correspond? It's a plesiosaur. You know, like, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, here's a T-Rex. I don't think that you understand, okay, pterodactyl situation. It's very different, Adam. You just, you got to take it slow. T-Rex, fun to ride, terrible lover. Like, uh, you know. My favorite, my favorite T-Rex meme, I just have to say, it's like, it's these two T-Rex. I can't remember if I sent you this or not. It's like one, like, it's clearly like supposed to be like them mating or whatever. And like the, the girl one is like down lower. And she's going, pull my hair. And the top <laughs> one's like, I'm trying. It's like this little arms. <laughs> so sorry. That was a total left turn for no goddamn yeah. reason. I did mention T-Rex, which opens us up to T-Rex memes. So there's so many moving yeah. on. So anyway, so God, you know, makes this person to be lonely and then increases their loneliness by providing <laughs> them all these creatures that do not satisfy. I mean, you you know what? Hanging out with puppies, not I mean, the worst thing. Not the worst thing. And, you know, it's, I suppose a bad relationship with a human, a puppy is certainly preferable. True. Um, That's true. So anyway, all this to say, so God, rather than, you know, deciding, you know, okay, so Adam tries all the animals, names them, whatever. And then God, rather than making a woman out of the dust of the earth, although depending on jewish mythology he might have made like lilith or something out of the dust of the earth and she was mm-hmm. like fuck you adam you're weird i'm gonna do my own thing but True. anyway that's not in that the bible way. uh but um so he pulled you know god puts adam to sleep i feel like this is consensual here um this is like night night <laughs> yeah night night <laughs> does some surgery on him to remove a rib and somehow creates a woman out of that um okay but look I love this part right yeah, because okay. I no I sincerely do because that means that Eve's like sex chromosomes were xy hmm. and I fucking love that I think that that is amazing like they had the exact same DNA I like it I'm just saying I think it's really cool yeah that's all a lot of lot of chromosomal I love genetics odd- man. oddities in the, the bible no no seriously like like there's some weirdness between jesus and genesis like there's some strange stuff going on with people's dna Mm. and i am here for all of it absolutely you know it makes eve and she's great you know i guess um got nothing to compare her to yeah obviously obviously she's fine um and they're naked and they weren't ashamed you know as you do when you're in a garden you know yeah that's valid we have to talk about this this part okay. right are we yeah. gonna talk about what adam said you want to get into that oh, and then yeah, like go, after go for, it. go for it okay because like adam 
being a fucking weirdo as Lilith very astutely pointed out yes. is like that's his first this fight. is this at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh which again they have the exact same dna mm-hmm. i'm just saying um she shall be called woman for she because she was taken out of man that part no i'm gonna go with no on that one mm-hmm. sorry adam yeah you're weird um but then the Bible immediately just goes on to say, therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And I just like, again, Adam does not know what a father and mother are. Like, mm-hmm. who are you? To whom are you speaking, Bible? Yeah. So Adam's going to leave God and hang out with his lady? <laughs> well, you like, know what? Baby. Not the worst plan anyone's had. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. it really exposes that this mythology was told to emphasize things that were of cultural importance right to the people that wrote this yeah like this is explaining why men need to get out of their mom and dad's basement which you know actually in this economy there's no shame in that at all Um, well and also in that in that economy also where where are you going to go yeah, where you, you're not going to go to like the next cave over. Yeah. Um, and the two shall become one family, one flesh, whatever. Um, and, you know, I, I guess that's a nice cultural point if that's what you're trying to make out of this. Um, but even that, I think it doesn't apply to what is what's happening here. So I wonder how much of this was like political, right? Yeah. Yeah. How much of the, uh, the the retelling of putting this into English was was driven by politics? Because this is this is not nobody. Literally, nobody in the Bible lives this way except for yeah. Job, and Job gets fucked over by God. So it's true. it's true. Yeah, and and it's interesting that it's yeah they're creating the people that wrote this. You know, the ancient I would even say pre-Jewish peoples that were telling this story. Mm. Ancient mm-hmm. Canaanites that were telling this story. We're telling it for a reason. And this is one of the stated reasons. Similar to how people that are all in on maintaining this 1950s Americana family that nonsense never existed. are telling mythologies in yeah. order to support their ideas. So yeah. it's, it's not yep. something that we left behind at the ancient past. It's something we still yeah. do very much today. Mm-hmm. So a hot second later... We're introduced, we're introduced to the serpent, which I, I was reading um, some Jewish sources kind of preparing for this. And it is interesting that there was um, there's a website. I don't know how credible it is. I just found it to be funny that okay. it, it was called Jews for Judaism, like as nice. a <laughs> as a as a joke about Jews for Jesus. Um, and they were making fun of Christians in an article about they're so like, much. there is no indication that the serpent is Satan. That is a New Testament thing. There's not like the serpent's just a serpent. Like it's a snake. It's an asshole. Like as snakes are. Um, <laughs> I mean, there are other mythological interpretations you could take of that, but they were just like the the kind of Christian tacking on of meanings that aren't right. really there after the fact. Uh-huh. Um, you'll you, there's a lot of that. Uh, anyway, so I don't know how credible this source is. I just find it funny that there's a website called Jews for Judaism that's making fun of Jews for Jesus. Anyway. So good. Uh, so, yeah, the snake's like, he, go, he, you know, saddles up to Eve. and Saddles. Saddles yeah. up? Saddles? saddles up. 
saddles up. I don't, th- I don't think snakes do saddles. You know, apparently they had legs at this point. So who knows? Oh, fair. Um, fair. Yeah. Oh, now I have to change my tattoo. Yeah, you have to put legs on it. <laughs> it looks like Trogdor. <laughs> yes, I was just thinking Trogdor. Like, just some terrible, like, arms and legs coming out uh-huh, of it. Just going every direction. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's yeah. what my tattoo is going to be. Nice. You can tell you you're of a certain... You be faithful to the text. Yeah. You can tell you're of a certain internet age if you're pulling out the Trogdor <laughs> references. I'm so sorry. I am. I like I'm, I'm that old. It's fine. I love it. No, it's fine. Uh, so he, you know, talks to the woman. He's like, you know, did God say that you couldn't eat of the... Why? Okay. Tree? But like, yes. Okay. Valid question, Snake. Why are you talking, sir? <laughs> Where did you come from? Yes. I would like to know. I have questions. <laughs> and <laughs> it's not like it's a parrot yes. that walks up and is just like, hey. This is want to check out that fruit over there? I broke my wing. I can't grab any. You should try it just to make sure it's good. Yeah, there's not an explanation of Eve <laughs> saying, What the fuck? Why are you talking? Or <laughs> Oh, serpent, this is our 30th conversation. And you and I had drinks with the water buffalo earlier. And, you know, like, so like, were all the animals talking? Is this a Narnia situation? Or Hmm. is this like, we just don't know. There are no answers in Genesis. Once again, this, this is not answered in Genesis. Um, Or anywhere, I don't think in scripture. Um, You all know the story, probably. Uh, the serpent like tempts Eve or basically I think the serpent asks legitimate questions let's be honest Um, yeah but also I'm like I have to wonder like why why is the serpent like so invested in the downfall of the world if you're trying to assign meaning to it right like if you're in in that context mm -hmm. I could see that being something like well we have to explain why everything is so awful Mm-hmm. Right, why there's so much pain and suffering and famine and disease and whatever. Yeah, like from that, if you, if you're trying to come up with a narrative to explain that piece, like that kind of makes sense to me. Not saying yeah. that that's what they were doing, but at least it's it's more valid than what we were taught. Yeah, and it's yeah. Why is the serpent wanting to do this? And and I think that's why there's the connections with like, oh, the serpent is Satan. That's not a completely out of left field connection necessarily, but it's it's that's not in there. Um, It's really it's really ambiguous as to the serpent's motivations, other than that it is shrewd and cunning. This is but this is really interesting because this is why I never try to look for motivations of characters in books or movies (laughs) is because in the Bible, which I was forced to read all the time, no one had any motive. Like God just spontaneously is like fuck this motherfucker. I'm going to kill Moses. Like he just wakes up on the wrong side of the bed, like steps on a Lego. I like, where, what, who are you? Where did you come from? The the snake is the exact same situation. Like literally the exact same. Like, why are you here? Like, where did you come from? Why are you in such a bad mood? Cause that has nothing to do with me. You just showed up this way. Like, I have questions. I have so many questions, Yeah, but also I love Eve and go on. And, and the serpent's like, you're not going to die. God knows if you eat it, your eyes will be open. Um, and you'll know good also, and evil. where like is God. God? Yeah. Where is God? Yeah. Like Again. This, this omnipresent deity. Supposedly. You have nothing to do. Yeah. You have nothing to do. You did all the work. You're literally resting right now. 
<laughs> like if you were around, I feel like Eve would have maybe gone like, oh, maybe you should go talk to that guy. I don't know. Ask him. Like, like once again, God is phoning it in. Like he's got another family somewhere else or something <laughs> like something else is going on here because God yeah. is not around. Well, like the Chekhov's gun analogy like makes a certain amount of sense like you know this is like just from a literature standpoint throwing this tree you're not supposed to eat this is a very common fairy tale mythology motif like you know you put the tree there they're gonna eat it like i don't think any mythological story goes there's this thing you're not supposed to do and no one did it end of the story (laughs) like that's not a good story but it's also like if you're gonna take this literally like God is a terrible parent mm-hmm. to leave this incredibly destructive thing mm-hmm. just laying around with infants with. Yeah. Like these Liter- are brand, brand yeah. new people. Yeah. These are almost worse than infants because apparently they have adult bodies, but infant intellects. Right. Like this is almost so worse. many problems. This is, this is so much worse. And this is like, honestly, this is why the whole, this is why I keep coming back to this idea. And it's, it's why I honestly, it's a huge part of why I left mm-hmm. Christianity is I was like, the person with the most power is morally responsible in this particular situation. And in most situations, let's be honest. And if I leave something out and my kid harms himself or harms his brother, like I am morally responsible for that as a parent. Yeah. That that it's my job to make sure that my kids do not have access to things that can harm them. That's parenting. Like that's that's the bare minimum, right? De- like depending on the the amount of harm, there's legal responsibility to that as well. Yes. Like like we will determine as a society you are a bad parent and we will take your children from you if mm-hmm. you continue to do things that allow them access to things that will harm them. Yeah. Yeah. It's like neglect is a very real thing. But because it's God, we're like, for some reason, like, don't hold him. Yeah. It was just kind of like shrug, like, can't hold him to the same standard, which makes no sense. But I mean, if we're talking about like abuse and neglect, like in evangelicalism, you start out as a God apologist. Like, that's the beginning of the book Mm -hmm. is. God's not, God's not taking responsibility for what he did, right? Mm-hmm. He created this whole mess. Everyone, like the talking snake, the tree slash trees, mm-hmm. these two baby humans that are fully adults somehow, like, and then just is gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just, it's, this is this is from a moral perspective i think this is atrocious yeah right and and i think that it we sh- you should evaluate it that way it takes so much i think gaslighting even from the time we were infants yeah for us to feel like this is a morally responsible thing for god to do um, right. You know, like it, it was commonly taught, like, well, God had to put this there to give Adam and Eve a choice to be good or not. Which is reasons. bananas because you can have other choices that don't end yeah. in like the downfall of all of humanity, like all yeah. human suffering. <laughs> yeah. Like, like it just seems like the consequence was a little too high. Like, 
Plus, uh-huh. you put two humans together in relationship. They're going to have conflict and do things that are probably wrong. Like having another human there is, I think, test enough. Automat- maybe. Yeah, automatically it- there's going to be some. Yeah, you have to work through shit. So, yeah, it just doesn't. Yeah. This I'm is- confusion. Yeah, I'm confusion. And honestly, just to assuage anybody's, you know, moral quandaries, the story did not happen. <laughs> just in case. Just in case you're worried. Um, and, but we grew up thinking it did. And I think it kind of messed us up, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, here's this the thing too, like, you know, if you look at verse six, like, you know, the woman or Eve saw that the tree produced good fruit and it was attractive to the eye. And I love the New English translation and was desirable for making one wise. She took it and ate it. Like she, at least in the way that the scripture describes it was seeking wisdom and was seeking mm-hmm. knowledge. And to an evangelical, to a religious conservative, to and religious conservatives of all stripes throughout the millennia, seeking knowledge Fair. is the ultimate taboo. Yeah. Um, shit. Yeah. And so, like, you know, and Tori, you've said this before. I, I don't think Eve did anything wrong. Like Eve did nothing wrong. Changed my mind. Yeah. Like she did nothing wrong she was seeking all of the wisdom her little infant brain could seek because again god is not there yeah god could be doing some teaching yeah right or laying down the law which would be fucked up but it's also an option but in choose he just chooses not to be there yeah so she seeks knowledge to understand her universe as children do i have an Mm -hmm. infant son and he's all over the fucking place. Yeah. Putting weird shit curiosity. in his mouth. Like, like, and literal weird shit in his mouth sometimes. Like, <laughs> yep. and like, that's just what they do. And like, you have to constantly teach them and try to keep them from basically killing themselves. Yes. Um, and you don't do that by leaving all day and then coming back to see like, hey, what you been up to, bud? Yeah. Like. <laughs> Not how it works. And then damning him and his offspring for eternity because they messed up how did you not know better i wasn't here i wasn't going to teach you you should have just been able to intuit this yeah person who can't yet speak english yeah none of none of my real children trademark would have messed up (laughs) oh god you really are god's second family and he just yeah it's true it's true he has some other angelic family somewhere that he's that busy with but yeah. like hasn't fucked up and yeah. yeah i mean and if that's the case like i don't completely blame the guy yeah. it's still fucked up but yeah good you for know. you good for you god good but stop you. stop trying to sniff around here like get your just, shit sorted man yeah so she ate it and she gave him some to her husband adam who was with her by the way like Let's just put that up. Like, don't again, like motivations, storytelling, like any kind of any kind of like linear explanation of anything that is going on. Yeah, yeah. So Bible like, has made me never look for any of those things in any book. Yeah. So you know, then they realize they're naked, and you know, I guess that was suddenly a bad thing, and then they start sewing fig leaves together to cover themselves. Um, again, which again, questions why and like did like what parts did they cover like like or like did she cover her breasts like as well like what like besides like what why like yeah like yeah and and which parts 
was this like a modest fig leaf? I don't, I just so many questions. There's like nothing. Okay. Obviously like it didn't happen. I don't have to get flustered about it, but I still am. Yeah. Make it make sense. Like, yeah, I I just, I need to know. (laughs) Yeah. So like, so then God comes strolling around in the garden in the breezy time of the day because that's he's totally drunk off his ass already ready to throw someone down yeah so he's had a long day at work he went to the bar with his buddies he's drunk now he's home um paint just painting a picture um it's like the kids are like oh fuck (laughs) yeah like (laughs) hide dad's home dad's home Um, like again this is so interesting why was that the thing that they chose to do? Like yes. he shows up and they know. Yeah. Like, they yeah, know they what know. He's like, Oh, that's yeah. That's a good, this is, this is not like a first time scenario for them. Yeah. Like they know how to respond. They know like, Oh, we did a thing mm-hmm. and we're going to get in trouble. Like God is going to be big man. Yeah. And uh, maybe we should go hide. Yeah. We should go hide now. Um, so yeah. So Further God's proof. like, God plays hide and seek with them for a bit. I don't really care about that part, honestly. Um, and then, you know, then they, they do what kids do. They start blaming each other. Like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Eve made me do it. No, that serpent made me do it. Um, and, you know, and then God just starts cursing things, you know, <laughs> like. I'm just saying he was already drunk when he got there. Yeah. So. And so, they knew. Maybe this episode should be called Go Home, God, You're Drunk. Um <laughs> What do your other family do? Chill out. Like, leave this family alone. Um, so you know, he so he curses the snake, he's gonna crawl in his belly and eat dust, and you know, people aren't gonna like him anymore. Um, and then to the woman, you know, and like evangelicals, and I've even made hay about this, like God only curses, quote unquote, the ground and the snake. Like, okay. He doesn't say cursed is the woman, but he also says, I will greatly in the same sentence as he's cursing the snake. He's saying, I will greatly increase your labor pains. Like God that's a is, curse. I'm not, is a cis man and he is a dick. Yeah. Like I'm not a woman. I've not experienced childbirth, but for someone to be like, Hey, that process, I'm going to make it worse, worse. Not just for you. Yeah. For everybody. Every woman. Because I hate y'all. You yeah. were a mistake. Yeah. And I'm going to try several times to flush you down the toilet before I just give up. That's given what we know of the rest of scripture. That's. I'm just saying. Sadly accurate. I'm just yeah. saying. <laughs> um, I do find this interesting, though. Like it says, like, you know, your desire will be for your husband and he will dominate you or lord over you. Like I find that fascinating because it seems like hierarchy in gender relationships and patriarchy is a result of this curse or the fall or whatever Justin, stop trying to be woke okay no like, like <laughs> i find that hilarious to me that you know yeah. the bible is yep. uh, is the document that is used to prop up patriarchy for all of western civilization i think but yes, embedded in the text is the fact that like the that's part of like the a curse. curse that Jesus supposedly came to erase, but maybe but not they, all like, of it. Re, they re, they reinforce it. Yeah, I, again, make it make sense. Like 
it, it you know and whatever i'll just keep moving on um <laughs> you know be, and then you know adam and then here's the thing like you know like god turns to adam and he's like because you obeyed your wife and oh, ate of the fruit you. yeah yeah like you'll you doesn't know. even say that she she didn't make him yeah she didn't make him do it like yeah she turned around and handed it to him it yeah like, that's all she did he didn't have to do jack shit yeah like what was it like you know like oh like she's gonna walk like lilith did if i don't go along like oh, eh, whatever emotional manipulation yeah whatever in the garden of eden so okay but again like, everything's this again, i think is like really this is really really interesting to me that they know right mm-hmm. like it's just it's really interesting to me that they know that like god is gonna come in and he's gonna blame eve mm-hmm. like it's he does that like you're you're omniscient or whatever so you clearly know what's going on and yet you choose to put his responsibility on her mm-hmm. yeah even though just the sentence before you basically added that patriarchy is part of this bullshit. Yes. Like, and then you immediately turn around and do a patriarchy. Yeah. So I'm going to create patriarchy over here and then I'm going to hold you to the standards of patriarchy and curse you because you listen to your woman. <laughs> like, Oh my God. Like what even is this story? And why, why does this story have so much weight? Like, yeah. We could have we could oh, have God. built our civilization on like the Odyssey or something, and we could be making uh-huh. fun of the Odyssey, and it would be a this would be a better show. But like <laughs> the material we have to work with right now is just not that good. Oh man! Oh my gosh! So um, so God then after he just gets in, and you know he curses the ground, and now basically like, like it produces thorns and thistles. Like I'm imagining poison ivy and mosquitoes were created at this time as well. And like, and now everything's harder. Basically, making kids is harder. Getting food is harder. Human relationships are harder. Why? Like, like for what? For what? Because we wanted knowledge. Like, so we ate some fruit. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. love it. Yeah, I don't love it. So, a guy kicks it's, him out it's, of the it's garden. It's disproportionate. Yeah, it is such a disproportionate response, yeah. and that's exactly what I talked about last week. Is that so normal? Is for within evangelicalism within like the western construct it's like if you if you like break my window i'm gonna blow your brains out yeah there's always a disproportionate response and i think that a lot of that comes from this like it has to culturally Mm -hmm. just just the amount of impact that this has had yeah over the last several thousand years (laughs) yeah you know and then adam named his wife eve you know so she has a name now great you know, I mean, that's that, a win in the Bible. That's I a guess. Win. <laughs> yeah. You know, and yeah, I've seen I've seen commentators say like, well, six verses in the Bible were dedicated to Eve. So the Bible is very pro woman compared to <laughs> the literature of the time. <laughs> what? That's not. Oh, my God. The bar is so low. <laughs> the bar does not exist. My friend, there is no bar. <laughs> Oh man. So I, God, oh my gosh. Yeah. So, so then God, God just keeps going. He just keeps he just keeps cursing. Yeah. So God then just like kills some animals to give them skin garments. because uh, that was preferable to fig leaves, I guess. Um and then and then like 
here's an interesting thing. Like now the Lord God said, now that man has become like one of us, definitely plural, mm-hmm. knowing good and evil, he must not be allowed to stretch out his hand and take also the tree of life and eat and live forever. And so that is the reason that Adam and Eve are then expelled from the garden. And there's like these angels that are there. So like, which is interesting to me that God is like, like I, we cannot have these people becoming like us uh, because now they mm-hmm. know too, basically they know too much. Like, oh shit. Like, and, or, oh man, they saw me lose my temper. Like, uh-huh. so we got to kick him out of the house now. Um, yeah. And, and you see that. they're going to tell somebody. Yeah. Well, they're going to tell somebody about the secret that to, to immortality. Um, <laughs> which is tell somebody that I'm a shitty father. Can't which, have that. Which is fascinating because like when you get to the Tower of Babel, which we covered in an episode, whatever, something, something or other previous. You pay so much attention. Yeah. Um, like that's the same fear that God has. Yeah. Like these people they are, will become like us. are going to become like us and we can't have that. That's so wild to me. Like which, how did we miss this? Yeah. I don't we know. We read this so many times. Mm-hmm. Both of these stories, both of these stories so many times. How did we miss this? The God's like, oh, knowledge. Nope. Collaboration. Like, fuck that. Like, I need to make shit hard for you guys. Mm -hmm. Why do we worship this asshole again? Yeah. Like, basically, I need to distract them with enough pain, you know, (laughs) that they can't do anything that they cannot become like me. Or even like, or even like, have a decent life. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, some of us on planet Earth now, nowhere i mean it should be everyone nowhere near enough but some of us have like decent lives mm-hmm. and it's because we had to like scrape and claw for hundreds of thousands of years yeah <laughs> Just, why why was this like how is this good right this is this is neglect this is active neglect yeah and and what's interesting to me is that the religious and Christian response to the proliferation can talk proliferation the, the proliferation of knowledge and mm-hmm. the questioning of the church mm-hmm. is very much the same as God's reaction, which is you can't seek knowledge, you can't mm-hmm. go out of the big C church or whatever the fuck that guy's talking about, like, like, you, like, or like, or like, uh-huh. you know, there's these you know movements to like, you know, we can't have these people using technology we can't have these people growing certainly we can't use technology and money to provide for people's needs like no 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 like, no that would be but i'm also thinking about like masks and vaccines right yeah. it's like we just ha- we just have to set this aside we don't have to think about it right like this is a thing that we we just have we have to reject because of our morality mm-hmm. like i guess you're being like your guy yeah so that's something yeah <laughs> Um, obviously we're laughing and trying to make fun of it because I think that's therapeutic and good. Um, and yeah, just being deeply scarred and yeah, part of our therapy, honestly, Uh it is, but it's like, it does not take much to look at these stories and realize there's something deeply wrong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and, and that isn't even necessarily to make fun of the peoples that wrote them thousands of years ago. I mean, if we view religion as, 
you know, projecting our own internal struggles onto the cosmos, mm-hmm. like some of these things make sense. Like make life sense. is yeah. hard and uh-huh. it shouldn't be. So there must be a reason for that. And their yeah. reason was God. You know, uh-huh. we must have, we must be cursed. And for us to be cursed, we must have done something to deserve that curse. This is and like, like, again, this is wild to me, right? That this mm-hmm. is the conclusion. It's like, this is so bad that we know that it is intentional harm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is, that is the, that's the space that you are coming from when you are trying to assign like meaning to your suffering. Mm-hmm. Right. Is it's like, yeah. this shit is so hard. Someone is doing this on purpose. Mm-hmm. And that is wild to me. Yeah. And that is the conclusion they came to, which I think is, is fascinating, but it's, it's like at a certain point, we like, we have to recognize that as like, this is not something we base our lives around. Like, Mm -hmm. like, because we now have the tools to Mm. correct a lot of these problems. Yeah. Like, and you know, Mm -hmm. But the you people know, who like this book don't yeah. want to fix the problems. They want to make childbirth harder. <laughs> like they're actively trying to make childbirth harder for women. And like that, to, yes, to what God. end? I don't get it. And trying to make it harder. Because they're being like their dad. Yeah, their dad is a dick yeah. and they're an asshole. And that's, mm-hmm. I think that that, I mean, we keep trying to answer questions that don't actually have answers. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to console myself with this yeah. fake answer. That is a, that, but yeah, it is, it's, it, it is so interesting that, you know, they, they are very much like the object of their worship, mm-hmm. um, but not in the ways that they think, or I think would imagine themselves to be. Um, and it is still this very primal you know, I think it is a primal question to look at at the universe and be like, this is fucked up. You know, whose idea was this? Whose idea was this? Yeah. Whose and, fault is this? Yeah. And, and it's interesting when I was a Christian and in it, I would console myself that the creation story in the Bible was less barbaric than say the creation stories of like the Norse peoples or, you know, the Babylonians mm-hmm. where it's okay, basically fair. like, yeah. you know, like, you know, the, the, earth was created because there was a war in heaven and some god got torn to pieces and then their body became the earth like which it's like okay that's barbaric but this um there's also a part of me that's like that makes a little more sense that that basically they're saying humans were accidents and we're just Mm -hmm. happened to be here Mm -hmm. um rather than saying no we were intentionally Mm -hmm. created and intentionally cursed by a god that took Mm. like a perverted amount of personal interest in our suffering. Yeah. Like, to me, that's, yeah. mm, I think I'd rather be Norse, honestly. Yeah. Valid. And that's very believe fair. this is just like Ymir's corpse that I'm riding on by accident. <laughs> like, Oops. Feels a little less targeted at me personally. Again, again, like this is the thing, like this is somebody else on Twitter was talking about like, how we were told that like when we got to heaven on judgment day, we were going to sit down with God and everybody who's ever drawn a breath on this earth and like watch the entire video of our lives play. Yes. yes. <laughs> Which you... first of all, like, okay. I, mm-hmm. I don't even know where to start with that shit, but that yeah. was like what I was told from the time I was, you know, before mm-hmm. I could read, that is yeah. what I was told. Yeah. And I'm like, this is, this is not okay. First of all, secondly, this is going to take a trillion years. Yeah. Trillions of years. Why? And how, this is basically like a giant sex tape because like 
Yeah. Yeah. And half of it is like child pornography yeah. because yeah. most people didn't live that long. Yeah. So there are so many problems with this. Like, why did God think this is a good idea? And we're all going to watch each other's masturbate, basically. Forever. <laughs> Forever. Like, for, for all of eternity. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, is this even based on a book? Like, I don't even know. God. Yeah. But like, it, it, yeah, God, so much of it is just like it's yeah it's this understanding of like this perverse pleasure i guess Mm -hmm. right like and again like their failure to protect children i think ties Mm -hmm. back into this too yeah you know and i i think it's if i try to approach this from a more you know psychological perspective this story and the things that it leads to obviously that is in us as humans um we wouldn't you know, this story wouldn't, we wouldn't still be talking about it if this wasn't like on some degree. Yeah, it resonates. Uh, resonate with us. Yeah. yeah. And I think there is an inherent sense of unworthiness that a lot of people wrestle with for sure. Um, that can come from their parents, you know, and, you know, the abuses that can come from just being a kid in an adult's world. Um, but it's it, it's so I if I look at it like that, I can go, okay, yeah, this makes sense of trying to make meaning out of the world, but that we have taken this and be like, no, this is the way the world is, and this right. is how and we're it going to should fight be. to keep it that way. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So uh-huh. like we, and so in that sense, you are gonna consciously or subconsciously, yeah, perpetuate abuse and suffering mm-hmm. because this is the way the world should be right and if we removed pain from the world then we're being like god if everyone mm-hmm. got fed then we're being like god mm-hmm. if we make it easy for women to choose when they can and can't have babies then we're trying to be god like i like that if mm-hmm. you take the scriptures literally then it makes a certain amount of sense that you would oppose these things. Yeah. And this yeah. is why I think we as a society need to take an honest look at this book and go, is this really what we want? And I'm not saying we don't, we shouldn't have spirituality or even that Christianity, you know, specifically the Christianity represented by the teachings of Jesus um, mm-hmm. or, or the Jewish faith too. Cause I think, yeah. I think Jewish yeah. people have been wrestling with these texts much longer than we have. And I think better have better answers. I've done a better job. Um, and they've done a much better job. We are critiquing the Christian lens that right. these scriptures Absolutely. are. I want to make sure I'm very clear about that. Um, yeah. No, I think, th- I mean, I think that that's a good thing to point out. I think that that is, um, I mean, Eve, Eve is my second favorite character in the Bible. And I like literally have a big ass tattoo that's inspired by her. And it really is because like she is blamed for everything. And all she wanted to do was learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's blamed for like the entire downfall of humanity. And so I was like, well, if that's how this is going to go, like, yeah, I fuck with you. Like, mm-hmm. give me a break, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like, just as a, like a deeply curious person, it was good stories resonate. Right. Yeah. And there's something about this, right. The meaning making piece of it. Like, why are we suffering? Why are we experiencing all of this harm? And like trying to come up with some kind of an explanation 
for why the world is hard and why we see so much suffering, why we perpetuate so much suffering, honestly. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that it definitely, you can definitely pull so much of that framing like out of this, but yeah. So that's why, that's why I like Eve, honestly, because mm-hmm. I, 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 I feel that. And it's, it's kind of a, um, <laughs> I guess for like women, for people with female bodies or anybody like doesn't really identify as, as a man, generally speaking. Um, I think that, yeah, like curiosity has always been scorned. Like our curiosity has always been scorned. Right. And taking, taking power back from that narrative mm-hmm. and being like, yeah, no, actually these people that you decided to irrationally blame for all of the world's harm and ills. Right. And decided that like our suffering is just what we have to deal with because of the way that our bodies are. Mm -hmm. It's not something that we should try to mitigate because this is how it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be hard. It's supposed to suck. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like having, having solidarity in that, I think like as like a black person who is like has a female body and is like super, super femme, like that resonates so much with me personally. And, um, I know this isn't like the story is not supposed to make Eve the good guy, but I mean, like setting aside the fact that Eve did not exist. Right. Um, yeah, I think that, I think that as a character, Eve is, is absolutely like one of my heroes. And I don't even like, I don't, I don't even identify as like a woman per se. Right. Like I, gender's not my thing, but like the way that the way that Eve is like blamed for shit, like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I've, I've had that happen once or twice. Well, you're living in a society that expects female things from you or, you know, yes, like correct. It has, mm-hmm. has those expectations, those gender expectations on you. Correct. Um, and and has the under, uh, expectation that you're not you're not going to be the leader. You're not going to be the seeker of knowledge. That's the man's mm-hmm. purview or something. That's you know. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the, the, and the, that is a beautiful sentiment. And I think that is a beautiful reinterpretation of this scripture mm-hmm. that I think has been used for so much harm. Yeah. And you know, I certainly yeah. I I think our listeners and and I I definitely appreciate you um, going into that. Yeah, I think it's good to reclaim a lot of this stuff. I think it's empowering to reclaim um, yeah. the things that they used to harm us that actually were good mm. and beautiful. Yeah. So. And, and, and I think even trying to reclaim Adam in a certain sense, like mm, he wasn't point. wrong for listening to his partner. Yeah. Like, and he was a baby too. And I think that that's also good. And mm the fact that this world is so difficult is not mm-hmm. our fault. Mm-hmm. Like, um, someone is conspiring against us. Yeah. Like, you know, and I think that like, it, it's kind of like a weird redacted poetry kind of thing mm, like yeah. where, yep. you know, and honestly, all of evangelical theology is redacted poetry in one direction. And True. so we're just turning it in another direction. 
and saying like, no, like, I think that this story can have, can this story as messed up and hilarious as it can be. Right. um, I think we can honor Eve and honor Adam and as archetypical humans in this world. Yeah. As real people. You know, we all inhabit bodies that have Mm -hmm. expectations placed on them and we We have to feed ourselves Mm -hmm. and that shit is very difficult not on not because there's not enough Mm -hmm. but because of a system that was put in place that we had no control over Mm -hmm. yep uh the more things change you know yeah and what are we going to do about it now and what are we going to do about it Mm -hmm. you know and communism i I mean the tower of babel yeah yeah (laughs) like wrong word we're going to build the communist tower of babel to space (laughs) Oh God, please don't. I, that's terrifying. Okay. I'm sorry. I totally hijacked the conversation. <laughs> no, you did. No, it was wonderful. Um, so yeah, I think any closing thoughts for this? I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I think that obviously like, as we talk about, like we do this because it's cathartic for us, but I, um, I think that there is a lot of beauty, beauty and, and, you know, again, like being, an American person who is part of like the African diaspora, like this is a very common thing, right? That people in the diaspora do is they take things that were meant for harm and they turn them into something really beautiful or artistic or make meaning out of things that were meant to be trash. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that we can do that with the Bible too. Yeah. If you want, no pressure. Yeah. If you want. So yeah. uh, I think we'll, I think we'll close it off there. Yeah, definitely appreciate you all listening and for your support. And if you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can do so at Go Home Bible. We're also on Instagram. If you would like, please share this episode with a friend or an enemy for that matter. Uh, I like this. If you friends like, and enemies. Friends and enemies. Um, <laughs> share it a thousand times with that dude that wrote that article. That'd be great. Uh-huh, uh-huh, um, uh-huh. You know, just my arch just nemesis. Our nemesis. I don't even want to say his no. name. Um, no, we're not. No, not no. going to name him. Um, hey, if you're able to, um, we would definitely appreciate your financial support uh, to help just pay some of the costs of hosting and whatnot. Yeah, um, we're actually getting really close to having all of our costs covered, which is yeah. kind of cool. Which is yeah, so great, and we you know very much appreciate your support mm-hmm. and for. Uh, those of you that are able to donate monetarily for the Patreon, or even those of you that just sit and listen to the ads, like, yeah, real, you are doing the work of the people in this yes, strange capitalist system <laughs> and, you know, and helping us get, you know, our, our voices out there and able to, you know, spread the word that you can make fun of the Bible and it's kind of fun. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, indeed. So, and, and sometimes you can reinterpret it and make it better. And so. then it's some good shit. So to the good shit. Mm-hmm. See you around. Okay. Have a great Bye. Week. Bye.
1 Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change, it's a podcast about seeking moral high ground, and it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, and if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know.